0: zigzag and one a place where we honestly discuss how to embrace the zigs and the zags in our crazy lives running away is not an option living in defeat is not an option instead learning how to keep moving forward is what we'll do together one nugget of wisdom at a time your host is melanie brown she's navigated a few zigs and zags in her life with the determination to never give up expect great stories and lots of laughs are you ready? Let's do it.
1: Welcome to the Zigzag in One podcast. I'm Melanie Brown. February is Heart Health Month, so today's episode is all about healthy living. Healthy living equals healthy hearts. We're a month into the new year, and I know we all want to feel our best. Because our guest today also wants us to feel our best, she's going to share strategies and advice that lead to healthy living and healthy hearts. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Severin Garrett. She's a certified health coach who specializes in nutrition principles. She earned her certification from Dr. Sears Wellness Institute, and she works with clients individually and teaches nutrition principles at churches and in the community. So, Severin, every time that I see you on Facebook, you and, you and your husband, James, are doing all kinds of photos and videos about nutrition and eating healthy and exercising, and I just have to say it is quite impressive that you guys do all of that together. And here's the most important thing. I am so impressed by the fact that you genuinely live out what you teach. So welcome, Severin. So glad you could join us. Thank you, Melanie. It is really fun to be here.
0: I'm honored that you would invite me, and I'm excited to share uh, information
1: that I believe can be really beneficial to your listeners. Well, let's just jump into it. All right. So take us back 20 years and discuss the health challenges, or zigzags, that you experienced that set you on this health journey. Absolutely. I'd love to share my story. It was roughly about 18 years ago,
0: Melanie, when uh, I was in corporate America. I had a sales job that required travel most every week of the year. In the midst of that season, I was having some major uh, digestive issues that really affected my quality of life. So I would find myself doubled over after a meal with a severe lower abdominal pain. This might happen in an airport, in a restaurant, or a hotel. Can you imagine? Oh, uh, no, it I was, can't imagine It was not pretty So it was very difficult for me to find a regular digestive rhythm I was either not going to the bathroom for days Or I was going to the bathroom way too much I know this is way too much information So I'll stop there and not give you any more details But it was horrible, to say the least After six to eight months of that kind of pain, I was not able to find a solution on my own. I tried eliminating certain foods. I tried different exercise. I tried stress relief. But finally, I started going to some doctors. I started out with a general practitioner. Then I went in to see a GI specialist. And finally, holistic doctors. And it took them eight months to figure out what was wrong with me after lots of tests and lots of meal plans and foods to eliminate. The great news was they diagnosed me with a condition called IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Mm -hmm. The root cause of that is inflammation in the intestines. So it's not great news that I was diagnosed with something like that, but it was good news that we could figure out what it was. There's nothing worse than sitting around trying to figure out what's wrong and not having
1: answers from your doctors. Absolutely. Not having a name sometimes is scarier than having the name. Absolutely. Of what's going on with you. That was the case. So the doctor
0: prescribed a medication that I would take once a day, and we tried that, didn't see any relief. We moved up to twice a day, same medication, Finally, three times a day is what it took for me to see some relief from those symptoms. Can you imagine? That sounds pretty severe to need that much medication. It was. It was. And they were not expecting that. But, um, you know, it worked for me. And what I realized was that was a Band-Aid on my symptoms. It was not healing my body. So I started having concerns about putting chemicals in my body every day. We've all seen the commercials, right? Uh, There's all these side effects to almost any drug you put in your body. But if you're putting it in three times a day, there's going to be some issues. It kept me up at night. That's how alarming it was. Mm. I began to pray about a natural solution to my health. And I felt certain that God had a way to heal my body naturally. I just didn't know what it was at the time. And at the time, I knew nothing about nutrition, so I thought maybe a ancient herb or something might be my answer. I know that sounds foolish, but at the time, that was all I could come up with. But I should tell you that a few months later, after praying, probably diligently for around four months, a friend shared with me a brand new concept. She shared that my body could heal with concentrated nutrition every day. And this was a friend I trusted, Melanie. She was in my Bible study, and she was getting her Ph.D. in nutrition. Yeah, she's got some creds there. She does. Absolutely. So she explained that if I could flood my body with whole food nutrition every day, I would over time see my body heal. And I was super skeptical, but I was desperate. So she introduced me to a whole food supplement called Juice Plus. And she said if I'd take that every day, I'd get the equivalent of 30 fruits, vegetables, and berries into my body. Over time, for me, was only six months. Can you imagine, after all those years of dealing with, you know, debilitating symptoms, airports, hotels, all it took were these fruits and vegetables in a capsule to heal my body. Now, she did explain to me that I wanted to eat as well as possible on top of that, but in the beginning, that's all I did because I couldn't really eat fruits and vegetables. That was one of the things that sent my stomach over the top was any kind
1: of nutritious food. That seems seems counterintuitive because that's what's supposed to be good for us, or the fruits and vegetables. You're right. It was all the fiber that was
0: in those fruits and ah, vegetables. Ah, okay. And my intestines just could not handle that kind of fiber
1: because they were so inflamed at that point. Exactly.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that experience alone led me to start reading books on nutrition, listening to podcasts like this, reading articles on the web. And I was I was like a sponge. I was so hungry for information because it was fascinating to me that there were only fruits and vegetables in these little capsules and that that could heal my body. But I did need a very large dose. Flooding my body was the key word there. So bottom line, I learned that God created plants to heal and restore our bodies. That was a brand. new concept to me, Melanie. I was so fascinated. So after such an amazing experience, I was in corporate America, as I mentioned, I started looking into how I could share the same education that this person shared with me so that others could get healthy, because I felt like there were a lot of people that didn't understand the power of whole food nutrition. So I have to tell you that what I discovered when I read all those articles and listened to all those podcasts is that real food can heal everything from high blood pressure to high cholesterol to diabetes to arthritis to cancer to heart disease, dementia. Now, I do want to give you a disclaimer. Maybe everyone won't go off their medications or never have chemo, any of those things, but they will see improvements in their long-term health. There is so many studies now, probably in the neighborhood of five to 10,000 studies showing the benefits to the body of whole food nutrition, and that was new information to me. So I wanted to share it with more people. And that all led me to create a business all around health and nutrition and to get certified by Dr. William Sears, who you mentioned with the Wellness Institute. So I have to kind of finish my story up by saying, I wake up every day sharing the gift of health, and I love it. I feel so amazing getting to share this because it gives people hope and it gives people uh, courage for the future because when we don't have our health, we really don't have anything.
1: And those are very wise words because the years that I was struggling with my health weren't necessarily the same as yours, but really watching what I ate, and the amount of water that I drank and the exercise, all of those things that I know that we're going to talk about a little bit more in a minute, was extremely important as I walked through that journey. And speaking of healthy eating and drinking water and exercising, the media floods us with so much information that it's overwhelming and hard to figure out what's right, what's not right. So, you've summarized it in five easy to remember steps. Tell us about those steps. Yes, thanks for asking.
0: I really want to make it as simple as possible for my clients and my friends to create a lifestyle of health. This is not about a diet. Uh, Everyone asks me, how do you feel about this diet? Maybe it's paleo. Maybe it's keto, which is the key one today. Maybe it's or whole 30. There's lots of different diets out there. I actually believe in just a healthy lifestyle with the basics. Five things that I like people to kind of concentrate on, and I refer to them with the acronym of NEWS6. N-E-W-S-6. And we'll explain
1: those in a moment. Well, I was going to say, if you are near a piece of paper and a pencil or your phone where you can take notes, you're going to want to write this down because this is great information. It kind of takes all of that overwhelming stuff from the media and, and narrows it and funnels it down into five easy steps. And when I've been reading our notes, getting prepped for the show, I was like, I can even remember that. So make sure that you do that. Okay, Severin, go into detail about these five basics to better health. Yes. First of all, we're going to follow the acronym of NEWS, N E W S 6.
0: So starting out with N, that stands for nutrition. We're going to work really hard to eat more whole food nutrition. Sometimes people are kind of overwhelmed by the term whole food. That just means real food that came from the earth. God created it. So think of uh, everything in the produce section, things that are actually not in a box or a bag, but as God created them. So we need 7 to 13 servings of raw fruits, vegetables, and berries every day. It's also okay to cook some of them, but as much as possible, prioritize raw so 7 to 13 servings most people even the healthiest eaters have trouble with that that's why i recommend to my clients to add juice plus like i did but we can talk about that later nutrition is number one n e for exercise most every day we need to have 30 minutes of some type of movement and people ask me all the time should i be doing running should i be doing weight training what should i be doing severin Actually, Melanie, it doesn't matter what you do. Just choose something you really enjoy so you can keep doing it consistently day after day, 30 minutes a day. If you're already at 30 minutes a day, maybe consider moving that up to 45 or 60 minutes. W is standing for water or hydration. We should drink half of our body weight in ounces each day for proper hydration. That sounds like a lot to some people, but I promise you it's really important. S is for sleep. We need seven to eight hours each night. The key to getting good sleep is to go to bed at the same time each night and create a rhythm that allows your body to rest and go into its deepest sleep point. Many people do that whole, I'm going to work really hard and go to bed at 1 a.m. tonight. Tomorrow I'm going to try to get to bed at 10. It doesn't work as well if you don't create a rhythm.
1: So if I can interrupt for a second um, Jeff, are you listening to this? That This is why I make sure that we have our TV watching in before 10 o'clock because I like going to bed at 10 and up by 6.30 or 7. And I have found that that rhythm really does help me as well.
0: It does. It's totally good. So just a little pointer, Jeff. It sounds like we're going to just pay attention to you today, huh? And your unhealthy habits, if there are any.
1: No, that's not unhealthy on his part. He just gets frustrated that I want to be in bed by 10 o'clock.
0: Oh, okay. Because he'd like to
1: stay up and watch movies much later, but I I need that consistency.
0: I get it. And Jeff, be glad you're not in our house. We go to bed by nine each night and read and get up at five. So you've got it made. Next, we're going to talk about six. So we did the news, N-E-W-S, and now six. We're going to eat our last meal by 6 p.m. or 7 at the latest. There's a lot of value in allowing the body to rest for at least 12 hours each night. So if you finish your food by 6 or 7 p.m. and not eat again till 6 or 7 in the morning, your body will digest better, you'll move nutrition better, and you'll also find that you are filled with much more energy when you wake up. I know that sounds strange, but when we eat too late, we kind of wake up like we've had
1: too much to drink, but we've had too much to eat, believe it or not. Well, I have to say something about this one too, because when I'm reading the notes and I see this, I'm like, okay, I can do nutrition. I'm doing a pretty good job at that. Exercise, right now, I'm not doing a great job, but I do like to exercise. And my plans are to get back in the rhythm with that. Water I do pretty well with, the sleep, of course, we just talked about. But this idea of not eating after 6 o'clock, ooh, this one's tough for me because when I come home from tutoring, Jeff and I like to watch TV in the evenings, and we eat popcorn. Mm. And we don't eat a large amount, but, but it's just enough that would probably interrupt that cycle of that fasting Yes, so it it does. I'm
0: going to try. Give it a try. And you know what I tell people that are kind of used to having some snacks later in the evening? Even some people eat fruit at 8 or 9. It doesn't seem like it'd be that harmful. And it's not, but I promise you will feel a difference if you try to do this. And maybe in the beginning, you do it Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, you allow yourself some snacks after 6 or 7. And slowly get used to it. But I can promise you, after you do it for a while, you'll go, uh, she's right. It
1: does add up, it does feel better, well, one of the things that you said that probably will convince me more than anything is, is that you'll be surprised at how much energy that you have since that's an area that I am consistently working on i I'm, I'm going to jump in and try it. I will want to hear more about that so keep I'll me keep you posted yeah, okay, so I see your social media post about cleansing um, that's kind of a mm. That's kind of an ugly word in some ways. Uh, Why is it important? Um, How do we do it? How often should we do it? Like, tell us about this cleansing in a way that we can wrap our arms around. Yes, great question.
0: And cleansing has a word that is a word, excuse me, that scares people. And years ago, Whole Foods offered a cleanse that was all about water, grapefruit juice, and cayenne pepper. Can you imagine? That's all they did for several days. And it made them so hungry that they were in the fetal position for about three days on the couch. They couldn't work. They couldn't exercise. And that was called cleansing. So it's given this whole umbrella of bad thoughts when you think about cleansing. But let me tell you about what I suggest for cleansing. First of all, I want to tell you that my husband and I cleanse almost every month for about 10 days each month. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine? Uh, No. No, I can't. (laughs) We still exercise every day. We have plenty of energy to work in our normal jobs. So cleansing is a little different than what they might have said years ago it could be. But the bottom line, cleansing is about removing toxins from our body. We get toxins from the air we breathe. I run up and down Atlanta Road uh, three to four times a week. That's my running route. I'm getting toxins from all those cars. Yes, you are. Yeah, not pretty. But we're getting toxins from the food we eat. Let's go to Panera and have some you know, lunch. There's some toxins in our food. Everything we eat when we go out is not organic. The, the water we drink, the water we bathe in. You can't get away from toxins. So if you can move toxins out of the body, you will have lots of positive markers in your health. So cleansing is about moving toxins out of the body. And a simple way to explain it is we eat more plants. Plants move toxins out of the body. And, you know, people go, eat more plants. I know that sounds crazy, but it really does work. You'll notice when you try these programs that we have, and I have one specifically designed for cleansing, that you actually pee and poop more. I know that's a little bit too much more information for you, but that means that toxins are coming out of the body. And all we do is prioritize plants. So we eat veggie burgers instead of a traditional beef burger. We cook um, veggies to have for you know breakfast and lunch, or we might have a plant-based smoothie. That's also fine for lunch or breakfast. So bottom line, we're eating as many plants as possible. I do 10 days out of every month, and I lead a group that we provide accountability, recipes, all kinds of fun things every month, and we make it into a fun experience. But some people do one or two days a month. That's fine as well. But I do recommend cleansing because we all need to remove toxins from our body, and we do that with basically eliminating any animal products, any dairy products, and obviously the kickers are alcohol and caffeine. So that's a little bit hard for some people to do 10 days out of the month, but we figured it out, and we feel so much better that we prioritize it every month.
1: Okay. I, I still am a little leery, but I, I think maybe I'll join you next time, maybe not for 10 days, maybe two. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I can jump in and do that. So as we look at making healthy living a lifestyle, it should lead us to having healthy hearts. And as I said at the beginning of the program, I want us to discuss healthy hearts because this month, February, is Heart Health Awareness Month. And I did some research before we sat down to do this podcast. And what I found is so... um, Heart-wrenching, not to be using a pun of any kind, but it really is heart-wrenching. Heart disease strikes more women than men, and I don't think all women are aware of that fact. I also read that cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women, causing one in three deaths per year. So when I read that statistic, I immediately thought of my two closest friends and thought, oh my One of the three of us at some point could die of cardiovascular disease. And honestly, that was a very sobering thought. Here's what I do know. Women don't put themselves first. We put taking care of our husbands or our children first instead of ourselves. But as I'm listening to you and all the the knowledge and experience that you have, in order for us to change that statistic, we have to take care of ourselves. Yes,
0: you're right, Melanie. And it is interesting. I'm glad you did the research because cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death in this country for women. And most people really would never guess that if we were to ask them to do these interviews on the street, people would typically say cancer. Uh Yes, exactly. I know, because we've all lost someone to cancer. And many times cardiovascular disease is covered up and in the end, for example, my father died a few years ago. He's 82 years old. Um, but the root cause was cardiovascular disease. In the end, he was suffering with diabetes, several different things. But many times we don't realize that people are dying from cardiovascular disease. It's kind of covered up. But women specifically, you're right, it is a big concern. And so we should be aware But you should also know, and you may have realized this in your research, that the root cause of cardiovascular disease is inflammation. Inflammation can be reduced by increasing the amount of nutrient-dense foods you eat, which again, going back to what we've been talking about, fruits, vegetables, and berries, they will neutralize the inflammation occurring in our bodies. So cardiovascular disease can be... I don't want to use the word prevented because we're not all going to be um, healed. It can definitely be uh, less of a risk if you would work on, and not just you and I, but everyone, all of our listeners, if we would work on increasing our phytonutrients, which is nutrient-dense foods, fruits, vegetables, and berries. I love that we have hope for the future and that we can follow those simple steps that I've already shared with you. And even though we know a lot of people who have been sick, through the years, we can help each other and our future by making
1: wise, simple choices in our healthy lifestyle. Exactly. And I, again, I love that new six, because once that you sent the notes over and I looked through them, it has stuck with me. And so I hope it sticks with the listeners as well. So zigzag zigzagging one is all about the zigzags or struggles that we have. And then the one is that consistent theme or that takeaway For the listeners. And I've heard a consistent theme throughout your talk today, but I don't want to steal your thunder. So tell me what you think our listeners need to know about living a healthy lifestyle, that one thing. Lifestyle is the key, Melanie. Uh, That's the one thing that we can all do.
0: And what I mean by that is do not rely on a fad diet, such as keto, such as paleo, such as Atkins, such as low carb eating, such as Whole 30. Think of it as a lifestyle, something you can do consistently for the rest of your life every day. And that's why the news six is so simple. And we can all do that. We don't have to go out and buy special foods. We do need to eat more fruits and vegetables, but we're we're not making all these crazy recipes. We're not, you know, using all these fancy herbs that are expensive. It's really simple. We can all walk out our front door and walk around the block. There's really, we can drink more water. How simple is that? So this is something that I just want to stress to your listeners. It's not about a diet. It's about choosing small, simple choices that will help you in your health long-term. I like to refer to it as the compound effect. It's a great book by Darren Hardy, but he simply explains that small, simple changes over time will lead to Big, long-term, sustainable results. I want to give our listeners hope, and I want to remind them to take responsibility for their health choices each day in order to create a lifestyle of
1: health and vitality. Severin, today's been very convicting for me, and I can see immense value in choosing a lifestyle rather than some fad diet or some program, something like that. Here's where my rub is, and I know others that I've, that I've talked to, is we do all the things we're supposed to do, and it takes forever, forever to see results. And so how do you keep your clients motivated when they keep doing and keep exercising and keep eating right, and the number on the scale doesn't change, or their genes are not looser, those kind of things? How, how do you keep them motivated? Melanie, it's a great question. Motivation is key, and you're right.
0: Uh, there, this is a challenge from almost all my clients. The first thing that I would say, and there's two things that I'll comment on regarding motivation. The more we understand intellectually what a new lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle will do for us, the more we can make wise choices. So instead of Severin just telling you you need to exercise every day, Melanie, I want to give you tools for medical professionals to read on the true value of exercising every day. One of the things I teach is that exercise actually releases our own internal medicines, God-given medicines. It's kind of like Mm. going to a pharmacy that God created for us. And so if I can give you tools to understand it intellectually, it's easier for you to make the wise choice each day. The second thing I would mention is find a buddy do it with a friend. I have to say that when I have others doing the same lifestyle that I'm doing, making the same choices, whether it's your husband, your girlfriend, doesn't matter. You're always going to have more
1: success with a friend. I like that. I like that. I have to tell you, I've learned so much today. And the new six is something that's really going to stick with me and something that I'm planning to go to as far as thinking about how I need to be living a healthy lifestyle and thereby making sure that I have a healthy heart. Uh, If a listener wants to chat with you, how would they get in touch with you? Melanie, I would love to chat with your listeners.
0: My website is pretty simple. It's severingarrett.com. I'm going to spell that for you because the name is a bit unique. It's S-E-V, as in Victor, E-R-I-N-G-A-R-R-E-T-T.com. My email follows the same suit. It's severingarrett at gmail.com. But I have a very exciting offer for your listeners today. If they will mention that they listen to your podcast, I would love to offer them a free 30 minute session. That is a $75 value. And I can just learn more about your listener and how I can help them move to a healthier lifestyle. Wow, that is
1: an extremely generous offer. Can I take advantage of that? I would love for you to. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Let's put it on the calendar. So, Severin, I just want, in case there is a listener that didn't have a pen or pencil ready the last time that you talked about New Six, would you just go through what the New Six represents? Absolutely. So we're going to start
0: with N, which stands for Nutrition. We're going to eat 7 to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables. Next, we're going to go to E, which is exercise. Exercise most every day for 30 minutes. W, which stands for water or hydration. We're going to drink half our body weight in ounces each day. Sleep is our S. We're going to sleep 7 to 8 hours each night. And we're going to finish out with six, which means we're going to eat our last meal by six or 7 p.m. each
1: evening. And that allows our body some fasting time. Severin, thank you for hanging out with us today and sharing all your knowledge and experience about healthy living. But before we finish, I want to loop back around to February being Heart Health Month. Now, ladies, If you think about October, you automatically think about breast cancer awareness, and they have done a fabulous job of getting information out, helping us to understand how important it is to get mammograms and to do our monthly checks, to go see the gynecologist, even though no one likes going to the gynecologist. They have done an excellent job of making sure we're aware. And so I want to do the same thing for Heart Health Month, because as we said earlier, it's the number one killer of women, and so we have to start taking this more seriously. So I am encouraging you to share this podcast with as many of your girlfriends as possible so that we all can maintain a healthy lifestyle. So if you've enjoyed today's show, I encourage you to leave a review and subscribe to the Zig Zag One podcast. Remember, when life zigs and zags, keep moving forward. Until next time. See you then.